All right, Alexander, let's do an update on what is going on in Niger. We have uh, the ECOWAS uh, countries, which are debating about uh, a possible intervention into Niger. We have the EU. It seems like the EU is trying to push the ECOWAS countries into some sort of uh, intervention and invasion in Niger. They are also talking about uh, placing a whole ton of sanctions on Niger as well. And then you have the U.S. State Department and messages from Blinken also encouraging the ECOWAS countries to to handle the crisis in Niger. Meanwhile, in Niger, you have the military junta, the coup government, is uh, is standing its ground. It's defiant, and it is not willing to uh, to back down from its position. It's actually now saying that they're going to bring treason charges against the deposed president, uh, Bazoum. So that is the latest from the military coup government in Niger. So we're heading towards a standoff. And yes. We're going to see what, what happens. Is ECOWAS going to enter Niger, or are we going to try and solve this via diplomatic means? Well, the short answer to this is that we don't know what's going to happen, but it's quite clear that the attempt to pressure ECOWAS into intervention in Niger is now running into problems. There's clearly a lot of disagreement within the ECOWAS states about whether or not to um, intervene militarily in Niger to try to restore the former president. Um, the um, There are apparently disagreements between some of the ECOWAS states. It's not clear which are objecting and which are proposing an intervention, but we also know that there are disagreements within some of the ECOWAS states themselves. So Nigeria, which had been expected at one point to take the lead in this intervention alongside Senegal, apparently there's growing opposition in Nigeria, including from the Nigerian president's own party to this whole idea. The Nigerian Senate has voted against it. There's been protests against it in Nigeria. There are protests about this in Ghana as well. So it's proving very difficult to get ECOWAS to intervene. And there was supposed to be today a meeting of ECOWAS chiefs of staff. These were the military leaders of the ECOWAS states. This was after an ECOWAS summit, which seemed to have given the green light to intervention. Anyway, there was supposed to be a meeting today of the military leaders. That's been postponed indefinitely. Because since the previous ECOWAS meeting, which seemed to be moving towards an intervention, apparently the doubts have grown. And as a result, we haven't seen this intervention take place or a plan for this intervention appear. So I'm going to make a suggestion. I think what is happening in West Africa is that all this pressure, and you're absolutely right to highlight, highlight it, all this pressure from the French, from the Europeans, from the Americans, for ECOWAS, in effect, to go into Niger, to do the West's dirty work for it, so that the West doesn't have to intervene itself and, you know, be accused thereby of engaging in neo-colonialism and neo-imperialism in an African country. All this pressure on ECOWAS 
is actually feeding doubts amongst a lot of people in ECOWAS. They're saying, why should we do the West's dirty work for them? Why should we collude in the West's near-colonial enterprise? And that, quite plausibly, is one reason why opposition within ECOWAS is growing. Now, you're quite right to refer to the regime in Niger as a hunter. But bear in mind, it's a hunter which has apparently popular support. There's been one opinion poll published in the West, by the way, which says that 73% of the people polled in Niger support the hunter. The president himself that's been overthrown is apparently a deeply unpopular figure. I suspect the treason charges that have been brought against him are connected with the fact that he's been quietly supporting intervention, outside intervention, to restore him to power. So it might not be a completely groundless charge. And beyond that, and on top of that, the junta, the military, are apparently succeeding in finding technocrats within Niger who are prepared to form a civilian government. So with every day that passes, with ECOWAS failing to intervene, the the coup government is starting to consolidate and gain greater stability. And despite all the sanctions, its support within Niger appears to be solid. The pressure to intervene is coming from the West. They've been trying to use ECOWAS as their tool in Niger, and that's causing ECOWAS itself to rebel. This is far from over. We still don't know quite what's going to work out, but I'm going to make a guess if the coup government is still in power um, two weeks from now, at the end of August, then it's likely that the moment of greatest danger in terms of an intervention has passed. Yeah, the, uh, the, the coup government, and it is a coup government, it is a junta, they, they do uh, have something like 70, I think it was 73 or 78% yeah. support, yeah. according to The Economist. Yeah, it's not according to to uh, to their polling. This is no. you know Western neocon media yeah. uh, figures. Yes, uh, they they are putting together um, a technocrat administrative government. They they've got um, a prime minister, I believe, in place, and they're putting together other um, high level uh, positions in place as well to run the government. You have ECOWAS. Uh, they, as you correctly say, they are uh, starting to to cool off to the idea of intervention, and they are saying that you know why should we do the the dirty work of the of the collective West? Obviously, the collective West is trying to push us into uh, some sort of intervention and conflict in Niger, which puts at risk uh, the entire safety and security of of West Africa. This thing could could spiral out of control and could lead and could lead to a much wider conflict throughout uh, West Africa. So why should they do the bidding of France and the United States, which leads, leads me to my question, which is if the U.S., if Blinken and if uh, Macron are unable to get ECOWAS to go into Niger, what are the chances that France or the U.S. are just going to do it? I think they remain pretty high. Now, can I just say, uh, before we leave the subject of ECOWAS, that once upon a time, the United States and France 
knew how to do this kind of thing much better, using African states to police other African states. They'd have done it, they'd have been urging the African states they wanted to manipulate to do this kind of thing in a much more discreet and private way. There would have been no doubt, and I'm you know, being quite straightforward about this, there would have been bribes paid and threats made, but it would all have been done behind the curtain. So if ECOWAS did intervene, had intervened, it would have looked as if this was entirely ECOWAS acting on its own initiative. What instead happened is we had Victoria Newland travelling to Niger, talking directly to the uh, military leaders there, not the actual, you know, head of the military, but other, other officials there. We had Blinken telephoning and speaking to the overthrown president. We've had Macron making all kinds of statements and comments of that kind. And, of course, that's made it very difficult for people around the world and in Africa and amongst ECOWAS to deny that the West is, in fact, directly implicated in what is going on and is trying to basically pressure ECOWAS into taking these steps. And, of course, the sanctions that the EU is resorting to, its default response to any problem nowadays, um, that isn't helping either. I mean, it's, it's undermining the case for an ECOWAS inter intervention. It's making it too obvious to too many people that this is the West trying to use ECOWAS as a tool. So just, just, just to say that, again, we see that the neocons aren't actually good at diplomacy. They, aren't, they don't have the skills that you know, the US used to have back in the old days in the 50s and 60s when they were able to manipulate things behind the scenes far more effectively than they do now. That's the first thing to say. Having said that, the fact that the Western powers have tried to take all of these various steps confirms a point we've made before in a previous program. Niger, with its strategic position, with its French and American bases, its very large uh, uranium resources, deposits, its very, very large deposits of minerals, is too valuable for the West simply to give up. And despite the huge embarrassment and pushback across Africa, if we were to see a direct Western intervention to restore the coup government, to restore, sorry, the civilian government, the overthrown president in Niger, I have to say that given the kind of people we're talking about, Newland, Blinken, <laughs> uh, Macron himself, by the way, I, I think that there is still a very, very real possibility that despite all the embarrassments and problems involved in a direct intervention, they might do it despite all the denials that we're seeing come from them. A final question before we wrap this up. How do you think the, the Jake Sullivans of the Biden White House are, are considering a, a possible U.S. intervention in Niger? Because... You know, everything has to be seen now, as far as the U.S. is concerned, everything has to be seen through the lens of, of the election. Do you think Jake Sullivan is, is saying, and I'm just saying Jake Sullivan because he's the campaign yeah. guy in, in the Biden White House. Let's say all the, all the people in and around Biden of the Democrat Party that are concerned about his reelection. Do you think uh, these people are saying, you know, let's, let's go through with, with the U.S. intervention in Niger 
will will position it as as Biden being strong and Biden removing a, a coup government and restoring democracy, and that's how we'll get our media uh, cronies to to report on this story. Or do you think they're saying let's not go through with an intervention in Niger because? You know, there may be forces in the United States, but there may be people in the United States that will spin this into some sort of U.S. uh, imperialist activity against Africa. I mean, how do you think they're 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 trying to to formulate this this Niger, a possible Niger intervention or a possible non-intervention in in Niger through the lens of the 2024 campaign? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the argument, the, the, the very compelling argument against an intervention from a U.S. point of view is that it might end up in another debacle. Um, it might spread chaos and war across West Africa, destabilize other African governments, create all kinds of problems which the United States doesn't need. The problem is, I don't think Sullivan and people like him actually think that's going to happen or that there's any risk of that happening. Uh, I don't think they're you know, paying much attention to intelligence assessments about the situation in West Africa. I don't think the intelligence assessments are probably telling them very much anyway, because I doubt that the United States, or indeed France, knows a great deal about, knows very much about what is actually happening in West Africa. And I think that Sullivan and the others probably think that a military intervention by the US in Niger would be a walk in the park. They might probably be saying to themselves, Niger's military is hardly up to the standard of the militaries of the United States and, say, France, if France also became involved, that they'd be in the capital within a few hours, days, that, you know, the people in Niger would undoubtedly come round and accept whatever new government we imposed on them. And it's not inconceivable that Sullivan himself and people around him might say, well, look, we've got all these troubles in Ukraine. This is our perfect opportunity. We can intervene in Niger. We can show that we are strong. We can push the Russians back. We can spin this as a great victory in the U.S., a huge foreign policy success for Biden. We restored democracy. We defeated the Wagner-backed pro-Russian military who were taking power there. We we defeated one of Putin's nefarious schemes in West Africa. From their point of view, it would be the perfect wag the dog moment. You know, you know the film the film I'm referring to. It I, I can see that's how they might see that. I think that is the most likely way that they would perceive this thing. Now. I don't think that that is how it will turn out. I think more likely than not, perhaps after an interval, we would see growing instability in West Africa as a result of a Western intervention. I think we would see huge opposition from African states to a Western intervention. I think all of those things would be the real outcome of a Western intervention in Niger. But I'm not convinced that Sullivan and company understand that. And I'm very, very much afraid that they might see it instead, you know, as the perfect opportunity, as in wag the dog, to spin up 
foreign policy success of, uh, uh, out of what they probably think will be a very simple military operation indeed. All right, we will leave the video there, the duran.locals.com. We are on Rumble, Odyssey, BitChute, Telegram, and Rockfin. Go to the Duran shop, 10% off. Use the code. Good day. Take care.